This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 42 of The Rock Zone. This week, it's myself, Max, and Tom. We sit down to talk High Rocks Glasgow and everything that it brought to the table. Um, it's a really interesting episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, some other big news is we've got a very special guest coming on for a special Friday treat episode. So stay tuned for that. Um, there was something else that Max really wanted me to mention in this. Oh, yeah, that's it. The Highway Code or the High Rocks Code. Um, we're taking open suggestions and each one will be read out on the show. So if you have any tips or suggestions on High Rocks etiquette, let's say, please send them across. You can find us on Instagram at uh, rockzonepod or on our brand new shiny website at therockzone.com. Um, yeah, hopefully speak soon, guys. Well, speak soon? That sounds wrong. It's a podcast. Anyway, enjoy the episode. Rock Zone in. Right, God, you've made it on, Ben. Yeah, 20 finally. Five minutes later, what hey. happened? Oh, mate, I've been wrestling. Like we use a video recording software called Riverside, and I've been wrestling with it for weeks now, not letting me in. And then was it Max? Was it you that said, "Clear the fucking cash," and lo and behold, Johnny Cash let me in. So I'm here. Cash money, cash money pays off. Woo! I'm so happy. I think I'm more elated now than I was after the Glasgow race. Well, does does that say at all? Or does it say nothing at all? (laughs) Um, So, welcome to the Glasgow Review Show. Feels like we're doing a lot of review shows at the moment. Feels like we're not actually releasing anything else apart from review shows at the moment. But, plot twist, as opposed to Tom interviewing Ben and I, it is myself interviewing Ben and Tom. Dun-dun-dun-dun. The plot thickens. (laughs) Oh mate, you were missed. You were missed. Thick and juicy. It's a thick and juicy plot this weekend. <laughs> How do we start this? Ben might need story? to uh, whop, whop the whop it, mop that um, juice up. Mop, whop it up. <laughs> oh, whop up the orange, the the orange juice. Yeah, mm. mop it. The up. orange juice that, that wasn't it. worth the squeeze that from was a couple of episodes. Yeah, it's got extra it, extra pulp in it. <laughs> <laughs> this is an extra pulpy one, right? Who wants to start this, Max? Well, Max, you got to you have to ask us, haven't you? Yes, chaps. How was Glasgow? Nice. That is, yeah. That's that's <laughs> how's that right? Just an hour of me monologuing now. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was there. It yeah. Was true. Nice. 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 It was. I'm trying to do a Scottish accent. It was nice. Yeah. Scotland. Nice. Welcome to Scotland. Nice. We're high that's docks. basically that's basically what Ben said. The first thing that we said when we arrived off the train in Edinburgh after like a five-hour journey was Scotland, <laughs> and that's all Ben said. Well, like Just you announce there, yourself, don't you? In you're the like, middle of the road, and he like, goes, "Hmm," takes a breath in, and goes, "Scotland," <laughs> and that was it. And I was like, "Ben, Scots don't say that. You don't. Brits don't come to England and go England." You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's just. You don't know. Maybe that, that should they, be a thing. They, they might do. Well, anyway, that was the theme of the weekend because Ben then kept what, talking in a Scottish what, accent. What's, the it, whole what's time. it going to be when Ben touches down in Barcelona? Yeah. <laughs> Barcelona. 
España. Viva España. Like, just got to go for it, mate. Embrace yeah. the cu- local culture, yeah, on. as they say. Ham on. Yeah. <laughs> so any other Spanish words you know, Tom? Uh, por favor. Nice, that's two. Yeah. Mm. Puta. <laughs> okay. No. Any more? Nice, Great. nice. Uh, nice, Tom. Nice. Um, yeah, so I turned up in Scotland and said Scotland. I think the whole weekender was a brilliant one, to be honest. You were missed, Max. I know yeah. you couldn't make it up because of other mm. logistics problems, but you were, you were sorely missed. It was a all-encompassing High Rocks weekender. We did loads of fun stuff, didn't we, Tom? We did so much stuff outside of High Rocks as well, which is what was partially so nice about it, yeah. I think. Because we did, I feel like this was one of the first times that we properly did a, did the High Rocks, but also did did like city touring. So we yeah. went, it was in Glasgow, but we were staying in Edinburgh. So we spent a lot of time out and out and about on the town of Edinburgh. Mm. And um, yeah, Edinburgh is yeah. a fun place to be. Yeah. Especially when Scotland beat Wales in the rugby. Oh my God. It was chaos. Scotland. 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 Um, it was chaos, actually, that night out. Like, sight segue, like just the the streets were full of six nations enthusiasts let's say um really uh was it scotland's second win um of the six nations and it was the first yeah, time yeah. they beat they beat yeah. england the week before yeah um and it's the first time they've won i think back to back first matches in like i don't know decades yeah. so they must be cause for celebration i mean yeah fair enough it was buzzing um yeah and then we did some other stuff castle and tunnels with ghost tour that was pretty fun but yeah enough of our holiday should we get into it yes please so i mean seems like you did the high rocks weekender properly i imagine there was a fair amount of celebratory drinks following the event um yeah, it was pretty kosher actually. Like we, we basically it, the town was so busy that we ended up in a nice uh, bar. You might as well have been in Shoreditch. It was great. <laughs> yeah, it was a very sophisticated uh, establishment, and we celebrated with cocktails. Mm. So oh, mm. very avant-garde. But, but honestly, okay. everything, everything was so busy. There was there was just queues for like hours to get anywhere, mm. getting anywhere. So we just found somewhere anywhere we could have a drink. Mm. Yeah, no matter where, so long as you get the next fix in. Okay, chaps. Talk to me specifically about High Rocks. I've heard a lot on the grapevine, rumours yeah. of better races. Ben obviously got his PB. I've, I, I did know of that. But I've been trying to kind of keep a low profile online to make sure you can flabbergast me with uh, interesting on-site information that you've gathered. So hit me, boys. I'll go first. I'll go first from a spectatorial perspective. Um, spectatorial perspective. Pers- pers- a, a spectator detective. Anyway, uh, that <laughs> might, I might have made that word up. I don't know. But uh, we rock up. Classic. We're turning up in kind of outskirts of a city. Um, so nothing really to see in the outskirts of Glasgow. Uh, but, you know, we get to a car park. <laughs> We then make our way into, I think it's the SEC. Is that the right one, Ben? Yeah, SEC, SEC Arena. Yeah, yeah. Um, we get in there, instantly kind of packed straight away with Jim, with Jim Goer's High Rocks. It was a busy, busy venue. Um, and kind of, but the third thing that, noted, that I noticed when I came in was when you go into the High Rocks zone, mm. you actually aren't faced instantly with the um with the runners 
You're mm-hmm. not faced by having to cross a track. You actually go straight into the shop. Mm-hmm. So I think that was quite, quite. A, I mean, the, the venue itself, it's not a big straightforward, like big square venue or a big rectangular venue. There's a couple of little quirks and corners to it. So that oh, was the really? first thing to be aware mm. of. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't just a big open space. It was like, had a couple of like, couple of little, little bits it to was it, a, so. a chicane yeah. as such it was uh the shape of it on the run. was almost like a ping pong paddle bat um or yeah. a champagne bottle as justine uh affectionately called it um yeah. which basically that was due to the actual building um itself like there were basically the offices shot into the main exhibition hall which basically caused a kink in the track so you'd have like a big square and then a tiny little uh hairpin bend with chicanes either side of it um yeah that is interesting, that track. And I think we'll unpack that in a bit. But overall, I I really liked uh, the layout of this race, um, to be honest. Yeah. If, uh, I, I, yeah, because when, when I first walked in, I was a bit like, oh, this is quite small. And like, where is everything? Mm. I can only see the warbles. But then, yeah, you go into the shop, you then cross over. And then as you go, like, yeah, as Ben mentioned, you then go in and it expands outwards. And you go into this massive open kind of, uh, you know, vast open space again. Um, and I thought, it, I thought the layout was space. good. I thought the layout was quite good. Um, yes. In the end, so it was similar to what we saw in Manchester, where the um, there was almost like a, almost like a prefaced zone before you would enter the main sort of high rock space. This time round, we had the shop on the outside, and also the was the start tunnel on the outside. No, the start tunnel was on the inside, and then also the back end entrance to the main stage um, and the and the warbles warbles as well. So the warbles yeah. Max were actually on the outside of the running track for a change. And yep. now get this. So High Rocks Glasgow, we forgot to mention that we turned up with, what, 15 minutes until my race? Because we were lazy. <laughs> um, so we turned up with 15 minutes, Excellent. like zero preparation. Um, was like f- really like sweat underneath. I was trying to keep it cool, but I was like waddling around like a toddler lost for his mum. Like, I need to get through. He tried to go, tried to go for, his, for his pre-race. Uh, pre-race poo and had to call it poo. off, mate. Had to call it off. And had to call it too many people in the queue. I, I no think, pre-race poo. Yeah, yeah I think no. every single High Rocks event, of course it's an exhibition centre. It's not built for everyone trying to take a pre-race poo. But like, I, maybe... <laughs> Porty, po- porty potters, Eddie? I don't know. Like, I, I just, the, it's a big part of your ritual, all right? Anyway, so you go, I was get, went in, did a little bit of a warm-up, went into the holding pen, and they were very hot on it this year. They, well, not this year, this race. They were like... Right. Sorry, holding holding pen being the Red Bull tunnel? Yes, the Red Bull tunnel. Yes, okay. And they said, look, it's two laps, two laps. They're like, do you know what you're doing? I was like, yes, yeah, two laps. And they go, so it's two laps, but with two and a half at the end. I was like, sorry, what? Hang on. And the way Glasgow was laid out was you would run two laps for every kilometre run, but the final one, you'd go another halfway around the exhibition centre to the wall, to the wall balls and then outside. So the mm. typical rock zone or like where all the exercises are, it had exercises one to seven, but exercise eight was outside of that. So mm. what does that realistically mean? That means that every single run split you do is going to have from one to seven, uh, sorry, one to, yeah, one to six laps, Oh, sorry, one seven laps is going to be a like measurable time, but that final one you've got another about two minutes almost to add on to that time. Two minutes? Why two minutes? It's two well, and a half laps. It basically added two minutes to mine. Maybe I was just really bad at the. Yeah, uh, but again, it's always your, your, your last last run, Ben. So yeah. you would have been slowest on that one anyway. Yeah, true. 
But basically, like for everyone that's out there measuring their splits in Glasgow, that last one is going to feel a little bit longer because of, obviously you ran longer. And we caught up with the guys backstage to actually ask about this. And they said, look, of course, the overall race distance is the same, including the rock zone. You've just got to think about that distance as part of the rock zone in this lap. It's just the fact that the timing chip won't measure it as um the the official split but it's interesting when we think about looking back at race statistics um that that may be something that people who weren't there weren't aware of so say you were watching at home and you looked at it you'd be like oh okay uh why why is everyone slower on the last one yeah this is this has come up as a, a controversial topic on uh rock zone on high rocks forum sorry mm. and if you're not on the rock zone forum already then make sure you get on there because mm. there's some some hot conversations happening there anyway where can you, where can you um, find that on the website on on the rockzone.com and you can sign up on the homepage. can you not we and how much will it cost you it'll cost you zero pennies and for our international listeners and for international listeners i don't know <laughs> okay also, zero dollars zero pay you zero euros you could have you could have done a whole a whole bunch of interesting currencies dong dong if you if you if you're in dong, the dong, dong, no dong. no dong's tie dong's tie anyway uh so <laughs> it does beg the question if you've ran less mm. so the overall run is the same you know on mass if you take the total uh distance However, each run, I imagine maybe you're running slight. If this is what I'm understanding, you're running maybe a hundred meters less or a little bit less. So then, surely you actually might be less fatigued when you go into the workouts. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was almost that's, thinking like, yeah. are the kilometers oh. a kilometer? Because the other interesting thing is those chicanes that I mentioned earlier. The tape yeah. actually hugged the profile of the track, and if you looked at the chicane, you could really cut that corner. So you may, um, will it make a difference? I don't know. We've actually got the maps to go and look back at um, and the venue map itself. Um, But it will be interesting to understand if the racing line was what was used by Hyrox to calculate the overall lap or if it was the fact that, okay, the majority of people are going to cut this pretty pretty aggressively. Um, And to be fair, like racing those chicanes didn't feel that bad. Can you explain to me, for someone who was not there, how you can cut that much time off a chicane? Because there's been hairpin turns in other aspects. Um, I'm thinking at the moment, it seems like there's the same way you have turns, type turns on some of the farmer's carries, where you kind of like do a 180 in yourself. Am I looking at something like that? Or was it wider? So, like I'm, I'm struggling a little bit. Yeah, here. so there's there's one um, one hairpin. Um, but imagine you're holding a ping pong paddle bat. Where your knuckles are, those are where those chicanes are happening. So from the outside corners, kinking into where, where your handle is. And imagine okay. you were to draw a line between the corner of your paddle and the base of your handle that's the sort of like line that was being cut essentially oh right so as opposed you're doing a straight line as opposed to a bent line. yeah it wasn't exactly straight there's still a bit of a weave to it but i think fine yeah okay yeah i get you i get but you. it was quite a wide track so there mm. was there was enough space for you to kind of like not do the deliberate you know right you know right hand turn and kind of cut the corner slightly 
Mm. But that, that was another thing. The, the width of the mm. track was really nice to race this time. Having come off the back of a doubles race, going back into a singles, mm. oh my god, there's so much more space. You can actually like mm. plan where you want to run. And I, for my entirety of my race, I ran outside of the fast lane. I decided, you know what, I'm going to give this one a go and see how I get on in less traffic. And it worked really well for me. Like, I felt like I could uh, plan who was in front of me. Like, when the chicane started to happen, like, the racing line would compress, but you could move away from that. It was all right. I, I really did enjoy the, the run aspect this time round. So talk us through, talk us through your, just g- give us a quick synopsis of your race then. Okay. Because you rock up, you rock up genuinely with about 10 minutes to spare because I was there. Yeah. Um, you can't do your poo. Yep. You go do a, literally a five-minute workout to yep. warm up. I was watching you do that. Then you go straight into the race. No M and M either. Then I imagine. No, no, we had M and M on in the car. Okay, M&M good. M&M Thank God. Yeah, M&M, Thank I was God. literally like, we've got to compress this timeline somehow. M and M was still keeping me whole. Um, so yeah, so off to a flying start. First lap, I posted four minutes thirty-ish, I think. Which for me, that's my like upper end of my kilometer run pace i know i could run faster but for me in a high rocks race i'd come out a little bit hot on lap one and then i slow down towards the end but i said to tom and i think this is the reason that i managed to stay on track was tom i really need you to help me with understanding my splits and i don't think i could have done that without you dude so thank you very much Um, and you were on the sidelines saying hey look you need to go faster like yep that was sub five minutes because i was saying like look this race i want to see if i can get as many runs as possible under five minutes and playing that game of like, if I stick to my plan and everything, every exercise takes under five minutes, then I'm on for something good in my eyes. Um, so that was how I was prepping my race. Got into the first run, really enjoyed it. Um, started at the back of the pack, pushed towards the front, got into um, the ski and didn't uh, didn't enjoy it too much this time around. I think the ski erg is actually starting to be a bit of a bitch for me personally. Um, but I got interesting. Put yeah. a pin in that. Hmm? Put a pin in that. Okay, that means hold it. Right? As in, I would like to. No, sorry, that's probably not the right way. I would like to revisit exercises being favorite and then not favorite uh, later as later. yeah hold you, it. Okay. as your Hyrox career progresses. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but took my. I was like, you know what? I'm feeling sexy. Tops coming off. First, first nude. Taps off. Nude Hyrox race. The Scottish taps off is uh is coming out glasgow central um and uh i caught it yeah you caught it and then uh, and then cracked on i think the the race for me felt pretty good i think it was at the warble not the warbles at the um burpees where i didn't feel as tired as i usually did in them and i was like okay we may be on here we may be on for it. like i completely did not think i was gonna have a good race um but anyway push through it and uh, and then yeah, kept going. I mean, do you have any specific questions? Yes, and I'm not sure we're allowed to share this, but can you divulge as to what your pre-race tactic was the evening before? <laughs> You're right if we say, it, Tom. What 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 did we what did we do? <laughs> oh my god! Yes. Oh my god! That was terrifying. Yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, let's. Well, we can. I. I don't know. Can we talk about that? Is that legal? Is that legal? <laughs> Fucking hell! Yeah, we of course were, it's legal. We took. Uh, were we? I, I guess it's the equivalent. Ben, you took peds. Huh? 
I took PEDS. You took your PEDS, performance-enhancing drugs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Before, basically, yeah, we had some performance-enhancing drugs the night before. Uh, decided to get really, uh, what, what's the word, in the high society. And uh, then yeah. in that spirit, we then went on a ghost tour uh, in some caves and were scared shitless. Um, Tom, you had a, you had a nice time, uh, I'd say. Uh, but I, I did not take to the PEDS very well. It was genuinely <laughs> quite terrifying. Yeah, I shouldn't have done so many because I wasn't racing that day. So it was silly of me, and I and I regret. Yeah, I don't regret it, but I've learned from my mistake. Yeah, okay. So don't recommend it. But it was one of those. We're in the high. We, I think the reason we did it was because we were very like it was the high rocks weekend. We were sort of in holiday mode. Like let's have some fun, and also like we're not going to drink the night before. And yeah, I mean I wouldn't recommend um, doing any type of gummies or getting high at all. Any at all ever, but. If you're that way inclined, uh, do go to the ghost tour. It's fun. <laughs> okay, so I did hear about this. So, listeners, you can imagine to my horror, I send the boys off, or Ben in particular, for the first time without my accompaniment. And then I hear that his pre-race ritual was to get incredibly stoned with Tom and go on a ghost tour to counteract the nice mellowness of the heads as we've so aptly named them oh it was what fun, the man. hell what the <laughs> hell and then unfortunately you didn't get any repercussion either because you posted a pb like this is <laughs> this is not acceptable this is in Every no time. shape or form I, mean, I could tell you no. are genuinely annoyed about that as well you're like how the fuck has that happened and can cannot happen there, there, what there must be something rigged in in the in the system well interesting you say that because even with the performance enhancing drugs, I managed to post a personal best, be, albeit by six seconds, like, but it still counts. Well, or does it? That's the thing. I noticed online a lot of personal bests, and I'm never going to take that away from anyone that they're improving playing against themselves. But the percentage increase the amount of people that are posting really good times is interesting. And there have been comments online that have said, what is up with Glasgow? It feels like everyone was racing faster. And there were examples of people who raced two weeks before and they shaved four minutes off their run times mm. in a two-week window who are professional four minutes athletes. Off their, off their specific... Off their Maybe they run. took some performance-enhancing drugs the night before as well. Exactly. So, But it wow. may be the Scottish air. I don't know. But it, it, it raises the question around standardisation in High Rocks mm. and how they do it being a company themselves, as the sport gr progresses, should there be a standardised body or someone that does fact check all this stuff? Like, do you think that's a space where, like how in um, what's the, the Olympics, what's the... you have the IOC International uh, Olympic International Olympic Committee or something? It's something along those lines. Yeah. But I think that's what you're getting at, right? Yeah. Like, do you think that is something that we would ever see in the sport? Uh, if it gets big enough, certainly. But I think the idea of that at the moment is a little ridiculous. I mean, it is still at its absolute infancy. Do we need a regulatory body? No. Mm. Like, come on. Everyone's still... What? 99% of people there are doing this for fun. They're paying to be part of this. You don't need to have regulation. There's enough of that shit in everyday life. Surely. Mm. That would be my opinion. If we then get to the stage where people are generally racing this more competitively, um, there's like 
proper athletes who build careers around this? Because I think at the mm. moment, even the elitest of the elite aren't high rocks exclusive, are they? They they do other things other than high rocks training. Um, <clears throat> so I would say a strong no on that front right now. But two things I would like to mention on that. One sport is a sport you have some good days you have some bad days you have some venues that are better such as the berlin marathon where Mm, loads and loads of records get broken it's still 42 kilometers Mm. but it is an easier course because there's less turns i think and because Mm. the elevation yes isn't isn't as challenging as, as other big marathons around the world so can you just say glasgow is one where because of the nature of the venue it might be a bit quicker it just is what it is it's a good point i mean i wonder if people as more people get into the sport and more people sort of start to figure out these sorts of things whether people will be planning to like you know what that's going to be my pb mm. race because i think that track's going to be better but i've noticed like for example between the 20 one two season and twenty two three season, for example, in London the layout changed, or in Manchester the layout also changed. So it's not even mm. like they're using the same maps, the same venue, but different map almost. Well, they they can't because they're getting more people in, which yeah. is great. So yes, it necessitates changing and chopping things around a little bit. Mm. But like only you could only race that at one point in time. It's my point. Like you couldn't you can race the same Berlin Marathon every year, but you can't race the same Glasgow one every year. Fine, but then have things like home turf advantage. So you boys having to travel five hours to Scotland and vice versa, Scottish people having to travel five hours down to London. Or, you know, that's all within Great Mm. Britain, but, you know, flying to Las Vegas last year for World Championship, people who live local to the West Coast of America will have an easier job than Europeans, say. Like, Mm. sport is sport. Like, let's, let's have it as that at mm-hmm. the, the end of the day, I'd say. Um, the only thing, the other point that I was going to mention perhaps is, because um, I did say I had two points, Ooh. was yeah, go on, sorry. to contradict what I said, a Berlin marathon blocking off the whole city or other big metropolises would seem to be a harder challenge than to get a convention centre layout correct. That would be my critique of mm. like, I've said, yes, sport is sport, but also could Hyrox do a better job? I'll leave that to you to ponder wherever you're listening to this podcast. Maybe on the tube, maybe in the car, maybe maybe in the boat. On, in the maybe boat. you're having a bath. Maybe you've lit a candle. Maybe in the catacombs of... In the vaults of Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Oh. In the I was trying to make it romantic um, and you fucked that right up. I mean, Thanks, yeah, it's guys. Valentine's Day tomorrow. Yeah, fair enough. Oh. Uh, um, I've just remembered a fucking huge thing that I saw. I say huge. I, it, it just I was like, oh my god, um, the Warble Station. Hmm. So I, um, I say mm, I don't actually know what you're saying, but I'm intrigued. I, had I know pleasure. it's going to be good. I had the pleasure of going around, taking photos of people again to post on the fucking website. It's going to be great. You can go get some free ones there. Anyway, sorry, you can go get some free photos on the website, but during taking the photographs i noticed in the warble station that there were not enough warble stations so people were coming in off their run and they couldn't do the warbles and what happens then 
So the number gets taken on their arm, the stopwatch gets started, and it gets manually updated later, and that time's taken off. Yeah, but that that is not the correct it, fix. Exactly. You know, like, because imagine that, that you're getting time to recoup, mm. to get better. And like, okay, yeah. for the majority of people, they've run a high rocks. It's a fucking event in itself. I've got through this. I'm not super concerned if it's my first time um, actually racing. I'm like, oh, shit, yeah, I've done that. That's wicked. It's annoying that that happened, but I've still completed it. But for the people that are coming back and wanting to post and PBs and sort of iteratively develop and work on themselves, I could imagine how frustrating that would be at the end of seven exercises to then have that obstacle thrown in your way. What? But why? But why do we think that? But because uh, I have a theory behind why that is why that happened. But you, what do you think the reason was Ben behind that? So I caught up with some of the team backstage um, and did mention it in passing, and they said that it was the men's open. Uh, is a three-hour window, and it took a bit longer than expected. And my like, basically, people were slower than expected for some people. So my theory is that High Rocks Glasgow is a new venue. There are loads of new athletes turning up that may not understand the pacing of High Rocks with a compromised running strategy. And so I think a lot of athletes, I don't know if this is confirmed or not, um, may have misinterpreted how long they've taken a wave and so we got a compression of two waves coming together okay i would like to ask all of our international listeners in particular where new events are popping up such as in scandinavia say or maybe um other european destinations yes i was going to say asian regions well, new one Italy. that launched uh, the other day oh really excellent yeah, yeah. okay new but Instagram that's not happened yet well. yeah cool nice news um but I would like to know if you can kind of confirm Ben's theory, because then surely that would have happened at a different venue as well, or like at least got a little bit tighter or something like that. Um, because what you're saying is that was hard for High Rocks to plan because they didn't, the athletes in essence, weren't as well prepped as they should have been, is what you're saying? Uh, I think it's more a... Um... You've got re- returning, like the, the a lot of returning athletes in other locations because they've basically they've already set up a presence there. So new for this year, they have ran a PFT tour in Glasgow to drum up support from local customers. Like this is the first time we're getting a, a local. Every other venue has had a demographic to fall back on uh, before. Is my point. So the like, I think the percentage of new races was probably higher in this race. Is what okay. I'm saying. Okay, interesting. It'd be good to dig into the the data there, but I but I think that that theory stacks up because if you're a first time hierarchser, you go in and you get asked when you put your submission in to get your ticket, like what time do you expect to run, and that's the only vetting. So mm. if you're a first time athlete, you probably I don't know, like you probably have will have no idea. You'd be like, well, maybe I'll the if the average is one hour thirty. I'm going to put one hour 30 in because I feel like I can probably yeah. do that. But you might then turn up on the day and you're much slower. So mm. I think maybe it, it, there's cause for Hyrox figuring out a better way of helping you understand through uh, form or something else, mm. like what's a realistic time for you to be shooting for if you're doing mm. a first time Hyrox. Or I've thought of another thing and I'm not sure if I've thought this logic through. You know how earlier we mentioned that um, there may be the case that we're getting some rumblings of it being a faster track, does yeah. that mean that the the waves become closer together? Yeah. Ooh, good. Yeah, oh. no, that's a good. That's a good point as well. Well, 
Okay. I'd like to start wrapping this up a little bit with some nice commentary on what I've heard. The first thing being, I would not be too happy as a Hyrox customer having paid almost 100 quid if my race was compromised. It is unfortunate that that happens, but that's not acceptable, I would have thought. On the Warble stations, I have had our first ever submission for the High Rocks Highway Code, presented by the Rock Zone. Nice. Nice. Um, and this was Rachel. Rachel posted in from um, Instagram. I'm not actually sure where she's based, but she had the brilliant suggestion of, if you are running into the Warble Station, make it your priority not to go to the first available one, but go to a judge that is further behind so that it doesn't get so messy in front of mm. the entrance. I really like that. Would we put that in the highway code? Ben, Tom, what do you think? Yeah, basically fill from the rear. Green light. Green light. That's a green light. That's a yeah. green light. That's a green light. We go for a uh, high rock code. Go for, go yeah, for. fair enough. I think uh, we can, We can. yeah, any more suggestions, we can green, amber, or red light up. Mm. Okay. Oh, That's a green very light. nice. That's a green light. That's a definite green light for me. S- simple, simply done. Common courtesy. Yeah, I mean, you've got the, the you've usually got the um, the marshals, um, the volunteers saying like, go to the back, go to the back, um, and that was the case. What was interesting about Glasgow is we had two separate racks, so you come in and you'd split off into four possible channels to throw your warbles at. Ah, yeah. I see what you mean. So yeah, it, back and front, back and yeah. front. Yeah, and okay. interestingly, you almost had a crossing zone for pedestrians that you had to run through straight off of the track, and they had people holding them back. But it would, it did feel wrong. I'm just going to say it. It felt wrong. The entrance to the warm-up zone. You were coming off a flying lap uh, straight through a crowd to then hit the hit the zone. So, yeah, I think I've got a a list of things I wanted to bullet point so we can wrap this up on time. Oh, but I have one more big point. Oh, sorry, go on. That the 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 other big point was you said that there's no vetting that um, Hyrox me, uses. Me. Yeah, but Tom said that. Yes, yeah, sorry. Uh, credit where credit is due. Oh, that I was said, Tom's suggestion. I said that. Um, <clears throat> it's known, Khaleesi. Scotland, right? Scotland. Um, so, Scotland. I think that's very interesting, especially because Hyrox says on their website that the average time it takes for someone to complete a high rocks is around an hour and a half. However, that means fuck all to someone yeah, who true. is perhaps in their 60s, which we know, or even in their 70s who races, that that doesn't that doesn't help you. Yeah. Good it point. doesn't it doesn't help that that is the average. And I would like to announce on that front, no. we've been doing some research. No. In fact, I've been doing some research. Ben, are we okay to release this or are we not okay to release this? I tease it. Tease it. Okay. Uh, great. We're, we're the chief teasers of High Rocks related content and yeah. keep saying, this is going to happen, this is going to, and nothing ever happens. It's done. It's just, I need permission from when we get to release it from Ben. But we found out what the actual averages are between age groups, sexes, and divisions and let me tell you it is not as straightforward as an hour and a half so oh baby 
I guess I have to leave it at that. Yeah, because... it's pulpy. Yeah, I think okay. we, we're going to do a full unpack stats episode on that. So, like, yeah, tenterhooks, everyone. It's it's interesting. Um, see, now winding back to Glasgow seems really uneventful. Um, the <laughs> it's a nice job, dickhead. <laughs> and on that bombshell, um, the <laughs> so horrible. so the. Other things I wanted to whistle-stop tour was that I thought the placement of the board this time was closer to the Rock Zone in um, point, so super easy to navigate. I thought that was really good. Rowing machines were in a long line. You didn't have to split left-right. They almost took the play... Like, you'd come in. The Rock Zone felt really good, in my opinion, this time, but it did feel short, which is probably why we got that extra bit of the lap. Um, The doubles. Tom, did you notice how many doubles people were running? I've never seen more female doubles out there than 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 what i saw today uh on the weekend it was loads it was rare so many so many doubles but i feel i I, I felt there was there was a lot a lot more female athletes as well that was my Mm. observation yeah the female representation felt very strong uh at this event um the other news was that they released a blue backpack. Um, you know how they got that specific High Rocks backpack? They have a blue Scottish version now for those people that are inclined. Um, uh, what's the sponsor's name? Uh, I don't know. They've not paid us any money, so we can't, yeah, fair enough. We can't no say what it is. No money, no, no plug. Um, the, and I'd like to finally take credit that has been confirmed for our involvement in getting carpet in the warm-up zone i'd like to i had that confirmed by the team we made that happen boys we did it take the small win take the small win that's the pressure that's not us that's you that's you everyone out there that's the pressure that we put on irox to be better so thank you you. just you just said i would like to take credit for it however (laughs) i would i was there i was there for that conversation and said said contact within hyrox uh, talked to us and said, "Yeah, yeah, I heard about that, but it sounded kind of bullshit." And then, but then I did a high rocks, and I was like, "You know what? I do want some something yeah. soft to lie on when I'm doing my stretching in the warm up zone." So you were right. Yeah, um, but yeah. And then finally, notable mentions. Um, I think we should put this in the show notes. But there, there was a brilliant chap who raced four races in one day. Can you what? believe it? Four races, yeah, for charity. Yeah. Um, and he did he them was... almost back to back, twenty minute rest in between. Yeah, and he was posting decent times, like really decent times. Uh, spoke to the MCs about him. I personally didn't get a chance to catch up with him. Um, he but... was for anyone that's interested. He his 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 Instagram is at Coach Joel thirty four. And he was wearing a yeah at Coach Joel thirty four, and he was wearing a pink tank top which had. Four high rocks one day. Please donate on it. Yeah, what was the charity? So, I don't know. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> we will put it, we'll put it in the show notes. That's we'll great. Can you click on the image? And the other thing... It's a photo I took of him. Oh, fair. And the other thing we saw in the morning was, of course, uh, people racing in full fireman get-ups. So full fireman yeah. outfit. What was the rationale for that? Uh... I don't we know. believe we have reason to believe that it was because uh, there. I, I'm not sure this is the case, but there was a pretty bad fire actually in. Uh, oh, in the, yes. It may have been in Edinburgh. This could be I total think it was speculation. We actually walked but past there was a big the fire. Site, yeah, there was a big fire, yeah. and I think a fireman that's lost a his life um, oh. a few days okay. earlier. So I, I'm not sure if that's got anything to do with it. But there was a big mural up. I think we'll be seeing more 
um, admirable causes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, races for admirable Hyrox causes. partnered with um, Macmillan. With Macmillan, Macmillan, yeah. So yeah, yeah that, that's already Fair. starting. Yeah, charity. So you can yeah. now do a charity race and get and raise funding instead of paying for a ticket. So you raise money for charity instead. What a nice note to end on, yeah. chaps. It's been a delight. Listeners, I hope you've enjoyed. As we've taken you through this audio journey of space and time, through Hyrox Glasgow, through to Edinburgh, back to London, and to Valentine's Day. Good night. Rocks on out. Rocks on out. Scotland. 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 Scotland.